0: Images. I don't want you making wooden Buddha dolls and, or or um, have uh, graven images that's on four tires. God said, I want you to put the things of this world and make them, make them images, idol worship, if you will. He went on to say last week we shouldn't take his name in vain. Well, tonight, this is the last one. Because the Ten Commandments are divided into two groups. The first four are Godward. The last six are manward. But you can't relate the other six manward until you master those Godward. You'll you'll always struggle with the the manward kind uh, of commandments... As long as you, until you can at least make the effort to obey those first four. And I, I think we have a tendency to uh, look at the first one and say, Boy, that's a big one. shall have no other gods before me. And we say, Amen. That's right. We, you, god's got to be first. We know that. But then we tend to take the last two. Taking His name in vain. Well... Uh, I hit my finger, uh, it, it, that, that was a slip. May I say that's as much God word as the first one and the first two. And this one today, tonight is much like that. So Exodus chapter 20 verse number 8, let's stand one more time. Remember the Sabbath day to keep you holy. Now that's the commandment. But then the instruction for this particular commandment is given right after it. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy sons, nor thy daughters, nor thy manservants, nor thy maidservants, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger, that is within thy gates. With the help of God, I want to preach on keeping His day. I put a subtitle underneath that. God's Answer to Tired. God's Answer to Being Tired. You you do know. God cares about every detail of your life. God cares when you're tired. He knows when you have a need. Brother Matthew, please pray. The privilege of freedom brings with it the responsibility... To use that freedom wisely for God's glory and the good of others. The Ten Commandments was much more than a set of rules and laws for the people of God to to live by. If you will, I, I liken the Ten Commandments to God's instruction book. Manual, if you will, for all the complexities of life. And may I say, life is complex at times. The tragedy is the nation of Israel disobeyed the law, defiled the land, grieved the, the Lord, so they had to be chastened. And, I, and I'll say this for our nation and for us. If God chastened this people, trust me, we won't get by either. Law was never given as a way of salvation neither Jew nor the, Greek, uh, the Gentile. The Bible says in Galatians 2.16, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Work uh, Keeping the law never saved anyone. If someone died trusting the law, they're in hell, you can guarantee it. So the law doesn't save. The law reveals God's righteousness and demands, but it can't give righteousness. Galatians two twenty one. I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. The law it was a mirror to show us that we're dirty in places, but it can't wash your face. Only the blood of Jesus can cleanse us from our sin. Amen? So, what was the purpose of the law then? Well, and it was God's way of showing us our sins and stripping uh, from us a self-righteousness so that we cry out to Him for mercy and grace. Literally... God gave us ten commandments, knowing we couldn't keep them, knowing we, we, no one could keep them, and simply saying, I'm doing this to show you, you need to cry out for mercy and for grace. But it also become a schoolmaster to teach us. We wouldn't know, thou shalt not steal, if we didn't have the commandment. We wouldn't know thou shalt not commit murder if we didn't have the commandment. So God is a schoolmaster to teach uh, us the right and the wrongs. And the shall not and the, what we shall do. So it's interesting. Nine of the Ten Commandments are repeated in the New Testament. But this one, this is the only one that's not repeated in the New Testament. And the reason it's not repeated in the New Testament, God has never given the church the Sabbath. The Sabbath was uniquely, uniquely the children of Israel. Are you listening? Uniquely theirs. God has given, but the principle, don't miss this, the principle of the Sabbath was given to the church. But the little physical day, uh, I might as well go ahead and say this: That's the reason Seventh Day Adventists are totally in error in what they believe, trying to keep the Sabbath. It's, it's wrong. The, the Sabbath was never given to the New Testament Church, but the principle of that Sabbath. The word Sabbath, we, we hear Sabbath and we get all confused. Sabbath means rest. That's what it means. That's all the word means. It means rest. And God gave us the Ten Commandments. The, the Sabbath. He said this commandment and the principle of it's been given to the New Testament church. And we worship on the first day of the week. The principle is this. It goes all the way back to creation. Six days. You all to work. And by the way, God said, man ought to work. First thing God did for Adam. He didn't send him on vacation. He put him to work. First thing He did was plant a garden. Put him to work. Taking care of that garden. And so the first thing God does is He wants work, but then he, he give us stipulation, but on the seventh day, He set that day aside as a day of rest, and it becomes that something that God did, and we need, we need to understand something tonight. This is a gift. God is given to us. And it's a a plan for us being tired. Because it's about... God, let me just stop here. Explain it this way. Everything this Bible teaches, where it is marriage, where it's working, where He's a physical being, God has a divine order. He has an order in everything He does. God's not a haphazard God. A person, You know, I, 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 I think I'm going to stop No, no, no. There's an order. Before God ever created fish, He created ocean for them. Before He ever created... Uh, Mankind, He created an earth when to walk around on. Before He ever created a bird, He created a sky. Those were in perfect, divine order. Uh, the order of the home is, 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 is perfect one. And by the way, no exceptions to this rule. God's order works. Husbands, the head of the home. Wives, the heart of the home. And children have one responsibility, just one, obey. And so when that order is, is, is followed, there's peace and, and love and it, and, and it works. It works for the father. It works for the mother. And, and you young, as you get a hold of this, it works for you. When you obey, literally, it works for you because it's God's divine, order. Well, the Ten Commandments have an order and blessings have an order. God has given blessings down to every person, everyone here, I don't know why I'm getting off on this, but every every person in this church, you decide how much God blesses you. The order's there. The order. And God puts before you a blessing and a curse. And you get to choose which one you want. You can be blessed or you can be cursed. So God has a divine order. And God has a divine order for you and I on resting our physical bodies. The word Sabbath means rest. Now, the Jews observe the Sabbath on Saturday. And I will get back. Let me explain the Sabbath. The Sabbath was the, the Jews observed it on Saturday. It was the time that they were to stop everything. It was a mark, a devotion to the Lord. But it was also something else. It was a witness to all the pagan nations around them that God was worthy of worship. That principle is still true. Uh, I had, a, I had a, a nosy, busybody neighbor. I mean, if we, throwed, if we throwed a piece of paper down the yard, she knew it. Call over there, what did you throw down the yard? She knew everything. She watched us. I think she had binoculars watching everything we'd done. And I mean, she knew when we went out, She knows when we come in, she knew everything about us. She also knew this. She said, I know what time you leave for church and I know what time you come home. I know on Wednesday night you're going to leave at a certain time and I know you come home. on, on On Sunday night, I know when you leave, I know when you come home. They know people around you you witness to the people around you. Your neighbors say, "Boy, I tell you, then people go to church." I mean, some people told me nobody don't need to go to church as much as you do. Well, I think I do, and I think probably they do. do they? Amen. So God sent an order. Sent an order, and He spoke of the lordship of the Lord, but He also did something else. It was a means for God to give everything rest. Exodus twenty three Six days thou shalt not do work, and on the seventh thou shalt rest. Thine ox and, thine, and a donkey may rest, and the son of thy handmaid and a stranger may be refreshed. Now, the principle for us is we worship on the first day of the week. From the earliest times of the church, the church has always met and worshipped on the first day of the week. We don't keep the Sabbath. But may I say, the principle of working six days and setting aside a day for God's glory is still there. The principle is still there. And when we do, what we do is literally... We show a, a world around us, but more than that, we show God that I'm going to stop. The Lord is starting in creation. Let me, let me get to the message: is this. Number one, there's a pattern for rest. Now, first of all, God said this: there's a pattern for work. Six days shall thou Labor and notice and do all thy work. Some folks don't work six days, so don't need. God said, Six days, man, woman, or work. That's a pattern of work. Our God is in a creating God, He has designed all of us to be productive creatures. God wants... There's a dignity of work rooted in the Scriptures. The Bible says in Psalms 33:6, 6, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of His mouth. The Lord was known as a carpenter. He worked. As a matter of fact, boy, this would recross a lot of people, but in Bible days, if a man didn't work... He didn't eat. That's right. He didn't. Their social security program was this. The poor went to they, they planted the field square. And then they harvested in a circle. They went around in a circle, harvesting the field. They left the corners for the poor. Guess what? The poor had to go glean that corn. Nobody picked it up and they carried it to them. Now I understand their sickness and and, and, boy, there's a lot of people that, uh, sickness and, and these type of things. I understand that. I, I, I truly do. And, and they're, they just can't work no more. I understand that. I'm talking about health. You know, you know who I'm talking about. Well, I'm talking about healthy, healthy people just too lazy to work. God said there's a pattern for work. Six days thou shalt labor and do all thy work someone once said your work is an expression of the image of God in you it's worth thinking about how your work reflects his character you know on your work the people can't see the Lord but they can see your character and how you reflect the Lord God, someone else has said, work as simple as cleaning closets reflects God who created order out of chaos. Say amen right there. Holding a sign for children to cross the road creates an environment of safety that reflects the God who protects. I love this, and this is for Elijah. The person who flips burgers is providing food, which is something that God does. Um, he'll go into work tomorrow and say, well, I'm, I'm just like God here flipping burgers. A father and mother who nurtures a child reflects a love, patience, and perseverance of God. And may I say, don't ever say nothing stupid like a mother that stays home and doesn't have a job. You, you, somebody's hit you in the head. i tell you what, you stay home with them a couple of days and you'll jump out of the wind and run. I, 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 I couldn't handle it. Praise God. The CEO of a large business holds things together and moves things forward. This too is a reflection of God's work. The Bible says, For we are His workmanship, creating Christ Jesus under good work, which God has ordained that we should walk therein. I love this. Two fellows were walking by a store, and the sign read, No help wanted. One look over to the other, and you'll apply. You'd be great at that job. Maybe you've heard about the guy who said, I never like to drink coffee on the job because I toss and turn at my desk all day. That's right. A pattern for work. But notice, there's a partitioning. A partitioning of work. Six days. God had made heaven and earth and sea. And all that is in them is. And rested the seventh day. Wherefore God blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. God has a purpose for your work. But God has a schedule for your work. Do you realize God schedules your work? Six days He said you ought to work. But He said you ought to set aside a day. To realize that I've given you that day to to honor me and to rest. You know what we've done in our society. We have literally, if there's one, if there's one, I believe we abused the commandment of cursing. I mean, we're mouths about as thal as they've ever been. But I believe this one's the one we abused probably the most. On any given Sunday, I can ride to church in people's morning yard. People's washing the car. People's doing things. They're they're doing things. And I I, I see that and I say, "Uh, Oh my. You know what they're saying? God's my time. I don't recognize you in any of it. And I'm going to do what I want to. When I want to. How I want to. And I'm just not acknowledging you at all. You know what we do when we take that day? We're saying, God, I want to thank you for giving me the strength to work six days this week. I want to thank you for that paycheck you give me. I could have been hunting a job. I I want to thank you for putting food on my table and lights on and clothes on my back. You're stopping and reflecting on how good God's been to you. And let me say this. Let me say this. Every job, every job will change the moment you start seeing God give you a job. God's been good to you. You couldn't do a thing without Him. I I, I, th- I, wished, I wished I could shake you good. I, I mean, I w- really wished I could shake you good, to realize if you've got strength of body, you've got strength, you're strong, and you can go and do when you want to and how you want to, don't take that for granted. It don't take but a very much. For God to put you dead stop. You can't even talk plain. And we need to realize that. Oh, we need to realize that. Look up here at me. Don't miss this. I'm not going to stutter now. Quit complaining if you are able to work and do and still go. Quit complaining. I I've thought about this today. I bet the ladies in the in our church—we've got several in our ladies. Father's Day's coming up, and their husbands not sitting behind beside of them. I wonder how they feel when they overhear you complaining about your husband. I wonder if they don't think, "Boy, I'd like to have him back." I'd come complaining all. I'd put up with his complaining if I could just have him back. I wonder how many husbands uh, 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 are sitting by themselves when they just had a wife back and, and we, we, we complain. Folks, we complain too much. And I, I don't know anything about your life, but I guarantee you we complain too much. You say, I can tell by the look on your face, you complain too much. A, a partitioning of work, not only are there a pattern for rest, Now, realize, God's given a divine pattern. Well, I just tell you, I just got to. Well, you go ahead, but you won't rest. You won't rest. God's got a pattern. He said, how many remember the day, and I'm not that old, blessed God, don't look at me like I'm ancient. How many remember the day when things shut down on Sunday but the convenience stores and you went to the house of God and you went home and, and you had lunch and and, and you didn't go to work and do this. stuff. You got ready and went back to church Sunday night and things were they wouldn't know where to go because everything's closed. I mean remember that day. That's right. I tell you what, didn't have people falling over from heart attacks, strokes, blowing out you know why? Because people rested. Mr. Truitt started uh, Chick Fil A, and one of his philosophies when he started was this: he would not open a restaurant on Sunday. From the very beginning, from the very beginning, they started. I'm not going to start. I'm not going to do that. We'll 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 serve food for six days. And we're not going to open. I want to honor God that day. He taught Sunday school class until he died. So I'm going to teach my class. And I'm going to honor God. Do you realize right now, Chick fil A outdoes practically every restaurant there is. They, they do great? The profit margin's always up there. You know why? I believe because he honors God. There's a partitioning of work. Not only is there a pattern for this... But there's a practice for us. When we take time for God's day, we're saying to God, God, I believe you're able to provide for me working six days. I don't have to work the seventh. And trust me, Trust me, Elijah got a job at Burger King. And I don't mind telling you what I've told you because I've told hundreds of young people this. I said, good, you ought to work. But I said one thing. I said, we're not, let's agree. Before you even start, we're not going to sell out Wednesday night and we're not going to sell out the Lord's Day. He said, okay. He took that stand. And would you believe it's amazing? He gets hours. He gets to work practically as much, just about as much as he wants to. God honors that business. And whenever we don't, then trust me, pretty soon, especially with these young people, getting jobs. And may I say parents are the worst of it. Well, they can't find no other job. They just got to do it. No, they don't. They trust God. And if they get out on these jobs, then they'll get out of church and get out of the will of God. May I say there's a practice. First of all, God wants us to enjoy a completed work. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the Sabbath day is the Sabbath of uh, uh, the Lord. Thy God. In, in it thou shalt do thy. Uh, do, shall not do any work. Thou shalt not, in it, thou shalt not do any work. Thou, nor my son, nor thy daughter, nor thy maidservant, nor thy uh, men servants, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger within the gates. God said, I'm going to take the seventh day, a day, and I'm going to set it aside, and I want you to reflect. How good I've been to you. And a completed work. Y'all enjoy it. We're working so much that we can't enjoy the benefit of the work. We're working so much we can't enjoy it. One man challenged another to an all day wood wood chopping contest. The challenger worked very hard, stopping only for a brief lunch break. The other man had a leisure lunch, took several breaks during the day. Now at the end of the day the challenger was surprised and annoyed to find the other fellow had chopped substantially more wood than he had. I don't get it, he said. Every time I checked you were either taking a break and yet you were you chopped more wood than I did. But he said, But you didn't notice said to winning woodsman that I was sharpening my axe when I sat down to rest. And he cut more wood. Whenever we realize that God said today, God solved the needs of the children. Mark 6, 31, and he said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while. Have you ever thought about it? God is interested in in your best. How many times in a week's time do you hear this statement? Boy, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. Man, I'm tired. I'm just tired. You, you got your own way of saying it. You realize God is interested in you're tired. And that God says, You practice my pattern. You practice my pattern, and the pattern works. I mean, it works. He said, "Not only the enjoyment of a completed work, but there is a satisfaction." God said, "And rested the seventh day; wherefore the Lord blessed the, the Sabbath day and hallowed it. It he, he literally it. it become a holy day, It become a separated day. It, it was a, a day set aside." from all the other days it was a day literally of resting it's god's way of renewing us it's god's way of renewing us just like we're on a cycle we wake up there comes a certain time we go to bed we renew our strength and we wake up hopefully Wake up refreshed to start again. God has a a practice and a a pattern that when we take that day and we just stop and rest, I'm I'm, I'm really trying to tell you, if we would stop running and doing and going and fixing this and getting that and doing this and doing that, if we stop that day and just rest, it would literally renew your strength. J.C. Penney said this, If a man's business requires so much of his time that he cannot attend the services of his church, then that man has more business than God intended him to have. There's four results of people that refuse to set a day. I don't use the Sabbath day because the Sabbath was not given to us. But the principle of a day setting aside for God's glory is There's four results. Number one, physical breakdown. Physically, breakdown. You can't run wide open for so long. And I guarantee you, you'll catch you. I don't care who you are, you'll catch you. Number two, mental breakdown. Crying, worrying, fretting. May I say this? And if you're on these drugs, please don't don't get sideways with me. It's just the truth. Right now, they're prescribing more antidepressant drugs than that's ever been de- uh, prescribed in our lifetime. You know why? Because mentally, people are break down, spiritually bankrupt. When my, grand- my great-grandfather was a free-will Baptist preacher. Now, he, he, he thought he could lose his salvation... And he's in heaven now and he realized he couldn't. Amen. Ain't that something? Amen. But he loved the Lord and he preached the word of God and he preached the truth. And they farmed. About sometime during the year, they dump up all the church windows. And a group would get together and start singing. And they'd send word out to the community. People put all the hose up got on their Sunday going to church clothes, and then went to church. And more times than not, that is shouting. I mean, blow out, they go on for two or three weeks. Nobody got in a hurry. They just worshiped God and had the time of their life. And you said, why in the world can't we have that? To... People talk about, we want old-fashioned religion. Okay? We have old-fashioned religion. Here's where we got to Stop. We gotta get stop the busyness of our lives. We never think about worshiping God till we walk in the doors of the church. I hate to say this, and I don't know that I am. TD Jake said this: "said You better be a good preacher if you pastor today. Say if you're not a good preacher, you ain't gonna make it." We, we're looking and trying to worship a God when we've consumed our week and our time with everything. Then on Sunday morning, we get up, my hype, mad, fight boy. we get to church and walk in and say, Bless me, Lord, if you can. May I say, a lot of times it's good just to, it's something to get a smile out of people. And so we, we find that people don't come to... Boy, you know, my grandfather said, "Boy, we'd have a service." I say, well, "I said, well, why?" He said, "Well, while we's out there hoeing in that field, we's a praying. While we's out there hoeing in that field, we was busy talking to God and a praying. And sometimes we'd sing. And boy, by the time, by the time services come, man, they's ready for God. they ready to go to church before they even got there, before anybody had preached. Why? Because he had spent so." Much other time with everything, and then can I say this? How many of you don't lie now? God, to give you the itchy it shores of the world. Why? How many of you have done this? Now I want to show of hands. are you paying attention? Are you listening? How many of you have come to get out and not come to get in? I have. I've come. Think. Let me explain that. How many of you have come? Well, I think I, this church starts by seven eight 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 thirty. We can go do this, do this, do this, and do this, and do this, and do this. Well, how many on Sunday? Well, church starts to get done by twelve fifteen. We can beat the Methodists and the Lutherans. We won't beat the Presbyterians until get time for we do. <laughs> right? You came to get out. You didn't come to get in. And it's something. You know why? Because we're spiritually bankrupt. An old preacher, old man of God. And uh, I was trying to think of his name and I just for the life of me, I can't remember it. But uh, he, he preached revivals all over this country and uh, a powerful man of God. They planned him, had him to come and he walked in and he said for four hours and sat there and prayed and cried and literally after four hours he said we can play we can we can preach now God showed up I'm gonna be honest with you I've I've been there myself I'm be I can be honest with you I can be transparent with you how many of us would wait 30 minutes if a preacher just sat and looked at you and wept and cried? See, we're talking about what we have done. By the way, these fourth commandments, God We've become spiritually bankrupt. Then forth, and don't miss this, family difficulty. Family troubles. And right now, the family is on the endangered species list. We can't shoot them no more. They're endangered. And they've never been more endangered now than what they are. And those four things happen when we refuse to keep that day. And then, then forth, there's a person for rest. Many times we lack rest, and it's not because of busyness, but it's because of the restlessness of our soul and the spirit that only God, that Jesus can satisfy. His forgiveness offers rest. He forgives, Ephesians says, in whom we have redemption through His blood and forgiveness of sins. He secures us. He gives us eternal life. And they shall never perish, nor shall any man pluck them out of my hand. John Newton said it, a quote on his grave. Precious is the blood that healed us. Perfect for His grace that sealed us. Strong the hand that forth that shields us. All is well. All is well. Trusting God will bring rest to your soul. Come unto me all ye that are labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Then our faith in Him offers a rest. I come back to scribe 1. The statement that I made in the opening of the service. Rest can come when we understand That God is sovereign. He's got got a perfect plan. He's got a perfect plan for mankind. He's got a perfect plan to give you rest. When we practice His pattern, His plan, oh my, it works. It just works. It don't have to be propped up because it's faith in a holy God that does all things well. John 10 10 said the thief cometh not, but to, for to steal and to kill and to destroy. And I am come that you might have life, that you might have it more abundantly. God's not doesn't want you just to hanging on surviving. God wants you to have an abundant life. And that comes in set inside that day and resting. Remembering, looking, we've done our testimonies. How good God is to us. That's all to intervene. Every head by and eye closed.